Here's the bottom line message. Whoever wants our children most will have them. If we as parents do not want them more than the activists, the sociologists, the unethical medical profession that is prevailing upon them and, and enriching themselves unjustly upon them, then they will have them. We need to want them more. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the intersection of faith, family, and filmmaking. You're listening to Fearless with Mark and Amber, a behind the scenes of our filmmaking ministry, Fearless Features, where we are creating documentary films about the issues impacting our culture and society from a biblical perspective. You can learn more about us and the movies we're making by visiting fearlessfeatures.org. So I'm super excited for today's show. I'm Amber Archer. Joining me is my husband, Mark Archer. Here, present and accounted for. Right. And so this is the duo that makes up Fearless Features. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my goodness. So I Full of hate speech, aren't we? Oh, knock it off. I know. (laughs) So I am super excited for this back to school special. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we get to our special guest today... And what we've been working on, mm-hmm. you said you've got a couple of articles you want to share. I have some interesting articles okay. that I wanted to share, yeah. Um, this is from Fox News. I just stumbled on this one this morning. And, of course, the articles, anything that we share, we always put in the show notes. And so, depending on which service you're listening to, those may or may not show up. But you can always find them at fearlessfeatures.org forward slash podcast. There you go. So that's where you can find the links and all that that we tell you that we've shared with you. So um, Oklahoma school districts disciplined after allegedly violating critical race theory ban. Mm -hmm. So I thought this was good news. Uh, The Oklahoma State Board of Education disciplined two school districts for violating a new law that prevents critical race theory from being taught in the public school system last week. The board held a meeting on Thursday where they determined both Tulsa Public Schools and Mustang Public Schools violated HB 1775 in separate incidents last year. They subsequently voted to give both school districts an accreditation with warning, Uh which is school speak for naughty, naughty. (laughs) Um, This goes in your file. Um, The warning is the third of the education board's five-step accreditation tiers. It requires the districts to show they have made the required changes to re-meet the board's standards. Mm -hmm. So I thought that this was interesting, um, that finally you're starting to see some of these things push back Mm -hmm. now, where Oklahoma passed a law on this. It also clearly demonstrates that there are a lot of people in the public school systems who are just lawless. Mm -hmm. They just don't care. They brag openly that they're going to do these things anyway. And I hate to say it, but until some teachers and administrators get fired and or jail time, Mm -hmm. it's going to keep happening. But I did think that it was... Nice to see that somebody actually got some modicum of punishment. Yeah. And I said earlier before we started that I didn't have anything to share, but I take that back. Yes, I do. No, it's too late. You no. already said it. it's too so, late. So um, if you're not following the Mind Polluters on Facebook, I usually post articles on there of things that are happening around the country. One of the things that I was so excited to see was uh, Ron DeSantis is actually suing a bar in Florida oh, yes. that let children attend 
a drag show. Now, these drag shows, we have talked about this before on this show. They are popping up all over the country. Even Taco Bell was sponsoring <laughs> drag brunch. Uh, we to- I don't remember which episode it was. It was a few back. But If Taco Bell didn't turn your stomach enough already. <laughs> Let's yeah. add a drag queen show to it. Yes. So Florida is suing a bar. And this is from stream.org. It actually came uh, the Daily Caller News Foundation. Um, Florida, uh, Florida is suing a bar that hosted drag shows with children present after investigators found that the establishment was exposing minors to sexually explicit content, according to the documents obtained by the Daily Caller News Foundation. So I am I I am so glad because they're they're going after these uh, people's liquor license. They're gonna you know they're mm-hmm. looking to revoke their liquor license. Right, and if and just to point out, I mean, obvious to us because we've dealt in the in that world before. But if you want to hurt these bars, mm-hmm. go after their liquor license. Because what's a bar without a liquor license? They can't sell alcohol, right? If it's like it's like people who have tried to take on the strip club establishments. Mm-hmm. If you want to hurt strip clubs, take their liquor license. Yeah. Well, and in what was happening was it says in one instance, a male dancer wearing a G-string underwear stuffed with dollar bills with his buttocks fully exposed paraded a young girl aged about three to five oh, my word. through the restaurant while holding her hand. Mm-hmm. In another instance, a presumably male dancer gyrated the pole and pole danced in revealing women's clothing while waving dollar bills. The complaint alleges our house was not only aware that children may be present during such performances, but it also offered a children's menu for kids under the age of 12. Mm-hmm. I saw something the other day and somebody made a really good point. They said, basically... While it's good to question why bars would allow children in to see drag shows, shouldn't we more be questioning drag queens who want to perform for children? Yeah. I mean, this just tells you the mindset that they that they have. Well, You're dealing with sick people. And I, well, and to that also, can we please someone ask about the parents? Yeah. Uh, I mean, why are you taking your children to this? Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, there's so many levels you, you as as we say in the mind polluters, this is what this all boils down to is a battle of worldviews. Mm-hmm. And if you if you haven't seen the mind polluters, I recommend it. And, you know, the film is still available to stream on the mind dot com. It's also available on DVD. You yep. can buy DVDs at the mind polluters dot com. Um, and just because we've been summarily banned from Amazon and now Vimeo doesn't mean that the film isn't available to see. Um, did you, do you have anything else on that one? Oh, no, I uh, know. I mean, there was more to the article, but I'll leave links in the show notes so you guys can go read it yourself if you'd like. Okay. So I have one other one here before we get to our special guest. This one I saw just this morning on The Blaze, 25 year old transgender cheerleader. Kicked out of cheer camp after allegedly choking female teammate for saying she is a man with a, you know what, with (laughs) genitalia. Mm -hmm. Now, before I read into this, remember what we said we've been saying for the past year or so about the most violent generation is yet to come. Yeah, this is this is an example of it. And the violence that you're going to see accelerating 
is from the transgenders mm -hmm. and from groups like Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Um, and we, at some point in the future, we'll talk more about those groups, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. But one of the individuals that we have interviewed already for uh, Dysphoria, the film that we're working on now, talked with us extensively mm -hmm. about his dealings with Antifa. And remember what he said when he looked out into this crowd of, of college-age kids that were cursing at him, trying to drown oh, him out? You guys are going to see it, yeah. That what he saw was 300 fatherless, fatherless children. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so that's... Anyway, we'll, we'll just leave that there. Um, back to this article. A transgender cheerleader... <clears throat> who was born a biological male, was kicked out of a summer cheerleading camp in Texas for reportedly choking a female teammate. The, I'm not even going to call him a trans, I'm going to call him the boy in a dress cheerleader, claims that the teammate made, quote, transphobic comments. And that was enough to get physically, mm -hmm. to physically assault someone. Comments. So, right. So this, so this, uh, boy in a dress who calls himself Avery Chanel Medlock, 25 years old, was booted from the cheer camp at Ranger College for allegedly assaulting a female cheerleader. Um, early in the morning on July 22nd, Medlock and another cheerleader only identified as Carly got into a verbal altercation. Medlock alleges that a teammate made transphobic and racist remarks before the altercation with cell phone video showing other cheerleaders hiding in a room from an agitated Medlock. This is the, the, the guy dressed up as a girl. Um, this is <laughs> from the Offenders Facebook post. Well, guys, I'm officially retired as a cheerleader as of last night at 5.30 a.m., a girl on the team was being very disrespectful and told me I am a man with genitalia and that guys should not be on the team. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, hey, and let's just point out the last two episodes we've been talking about Title IX mm -hmm. and how they keep trying to change it. Right. I'll get to that here in a second. Oh, okay. Uh, quote, I stood up for myself and she called her mom and dad because she was scared because I stood up for myself. Maybe also because you're a man, right, mm -hmm. about to beat up on a, a woman. Uh, her father said, quote, she still has testosterone and genitalia, and I will kill anyone who comes after my daughter. Um, Medlock posted a video, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Carly contacted her dad. I hope so. Claimed that Medlock had choked her. Carly's father posted a message about the incident. On social media, blah, 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 blah. Ranger, fast forwarding to the end, Ranger College issued a statement, quote, Ranger College takes all allegations of this nature seriously and is committed to providing a learning environment free from discrimination. At this time, Ranger College is following all applicable Title IX regulations and board policies. Uh-huh. And they're, and they're trying to change Title IX. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, and another another great resource is I was reading again, I, I finished uh, Betsy DeVos's book, former secretary um, of education, mm -hmm. and she has a whole section about this very thing. 
and and Title IX. And it's it's a wonderful resource if you want, want to deep dive into how the government system works. I mean, she does a great job of explaining it all in her in her new book, Hostages No More. So incidentally, just a reminder, if you have not gone on and uh, followed the links that we've been providing over the past few weeks to leave your comments mm-hmm. about the proposed Title IX changes by the Biden administration. They're open until September 12th. Right. So please, please, please make your voice heard. As we've explained on the last one, they are required by law to answer every single yep, comment. They have to respond. And so... Listen, play their game right back to them. You have to we have to now unite in numbers and overwhelm their system. Mm-hmm. This is what they have done to try to collapse everything around us, everything that makes America great. They, they've tried to just overwhelm the system and they're doing a pretty darn good job of it. Well, we can do the same thing back. Mm-hmm. Overwhelm them with responses. Don't use form letters because that makes it very easy for them to respond. You have to have original. But if you'd like to see the form letter, I mean, people do a great job of outlining um, different things that are in, because I mean, it's like it's 100 and 143 pages, I think, mm-hmm. if, if I go back and look at it. Yeah. So, yeah, you can use a form letter as a as an outline. Right. But make it your own words so that they have to have somebody take the time. Yeah. And answer that and just just keep hammering them. Yeah. You just got to. And we'll leave links for that. Yeah. Yep. Got to run down the clock on them. So who do we got today? So today, so we, I am super, super excited. We kind of hemmed and hawed about whether or not we were going to start using some of the things that we've shot, mm-hmm. you know, over, so the last few weeks, we just got back from a six week, 26 state, 10,000 mile tour of the U.S. basically collecting interviews for Dysphoria, our next documentary film about the transgender movement. Mm -hmm. And one of those interviews was with Bernadette Broyles. She is the president and general counsel and founder of Child and Parental Rights Campaign. Um, She is an experienced family law litigator, and she's representing the best interests of children in court and has been an advocate for student privacy, parental rights and Title IX protections in the public schools. She brings to this role her knowledge and experience in the legislative process and background in science and research. Bernadette graduated with honors from Yale University with a Bachelor of Science degree in biology and received her law degree from Harvard Law School. So she is well-researched, has so much to bring to this discussion, especially it it was so interesting talking to her because, you know, her degree is in biology Mm -hmm. (laughs) of all things. I mean, what better person to talk to, especially when we're talking about the transgender movement, you know. Uh, So Bernadette has a lot to say. And so we just pulled a um, snippet from her interview so that we can really help equip parents as they get ready to send their kids back to school. Because this is too important. We could not sit on this mm-hmm. and and let it pass by because everybody's thinking about school. Yeah. So we'll take a listen to this and then we'll talk about it afterward. I'm Bernadette Broyles and I'm the founder and president and general counsel of a new organization called the Child and Parental Rights Campaign. We were formed about three years ago when we were discovering us a phenomena that's affecting children and where children all over the country are beginning to identify as something other than their biological sex. And this had has tremendous implications for their well-being as well as for parental rights. So Child and Parental Rights Campaign was founded to 
stand with parents to assert their parental rights in the, in the court system and in, uh, in schools uh, with Child Protective Services, and, um, and as well as to help parents to protect their own children and their child's well-being. Is it true that basically you resign your rights when your child goes to school? That the school then has the authority over the child? No, that is not the case at all. And there's a, there's a variety of case law, but essentially when you bring your child to the school, you, all of your parental rights are maintained. You do not surrender your parental rights at the school door. And that's actual language that was not adopted by the courts. Um, and I believe that, that that's part of the problem. So somehow we have been like frogs in the water as the, as the temperature is being turned up. I believe that children are experiencing an identity crisis because pa parents have been experiencing an identity crisis. We have somehow began to cede to others, whether it's your daycare or whether it's your nanny, whether it's some other individual or whether it's the, the psychiatrist or the psychologist. We have begun to cede this bundle of parental rights that are ours to other persons. We have been outsourcing our parenting for so long that we didn't begin to realize that other, others are now usurping our rights. So one of the first thing we talk about, what can parents do? The first things that parents need to do is to reacquire their identity as parents. And when you're dealing, say, with a public school, to communicate with the parent, with the public schools, the knowledge of your parental authority. And so what I typically say to parents is, number one, be present at school and know what's going on at school. Know what clubs are active at school. If there is a GLSEN or a GSA, a Gay Straight Alliance or a Gender Sexualities Alliance club at the school, fine. They have the, the constitutional right, like any other, to be there. But you determine for your child whether what clubs your child is going to be allowed to be involved in. And so, and then communicate your parental instruction and decision to that school in writing. Prepare a letter that makes it clear what your child is permitted to be involved in and what they're not permitted to be involved in. To make it clear what instruction would be contrary to the values of your family. And if you have religious values, then document those. If you have faith-based values, document those because all of that then creates a record. And that if your child is gonna be exposed to sexual concepts or gender concepts that violate basic science and violate your belief system with another belief system, that they are not allowed to participate in those things. They need to be opted out. You need, I need to be informed beforehand and I will opt my child out of that instruction. And if necessary, and if you get, and, and, and you know, CC a wide variety of people, if you get pushback on that, CC an attorney. Chances are they'll go pick on some other child and some other parents because you made it clear that you're asserting your parental rights. And then another thing that you can do is there's safety in numbers. Almost inevitably, if you feel this way, if you have concerns about the instruction, the curriculum you've discovered at your school, or about the kind of clubs that have 
come to your school, um, almost inevitably other parents will feel the same way as you do. Do not allow yourself to be isolated. This is what batterers do. They isolate their victim and cause them to believe that they are disempowered. Don't believe that lie. Recognize that you are your child's best and last hope for being able to grow up healthy. You need to surround them. Here's the bottom line message. Whoever wants our children most will have them. If we as parents do not want them more than the activists, the sociologists, the unethical medical profession that is prevailing upon them and, and enriching themselves unjustly upon them, then they will have them. We need to want them more. And so we can't allow ourselves to be intimidated by the idea that we'll be labeled in some way or it's canceled in some way. Have courage, stand up. And if you believe you're feeling this way about your, your, your school situation, know that others are as well. Reach out to them and, and come together in numbers to impact what is happening at your school, at your school board level. Because once it goes beyond the school board, then it gets very difficult to impact it to, and to control. So the most interesting thing that I take away from that, well, two things. Number one, what she said there at the end, whoever wants your children more is going to have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, you know, I think we both stopped. Uh, and, you know, when she said that, it was this stark realization yeah. that here's someone who is fighting these battles in litigation and the courtrooms every day and here she's saying basically listen mom dad if they want your kid more than you mm-hmm. they're going to they're going to win yeah um that's terrifying the other thing that i take away from it is what she said about our kids are losing their sense of identity because parents. we as parents yeah. are losing our sense of identity and i've pondered that what does that mean for us um I mean, I can speak to men uh, losing their sense of identity. What is a man supposed to be? What is well, look at how culture attacks right. anything that a man, a strong man right. of courage is. Oh, don't even like you can't. Right. This whole <laughs> notion of toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and, you know, mansplaining. I mean, all these all these stupid terms that they've come up with to try to make you as a man feel like you should just shut up and be more feminine. We've got another interview that we're, we're going to share just a bit of uh, you know, section of here. Um, another interview that we did for dysphoria. His name is Jeff Younger. And uh, he talked about this extensively mm-hmm. in his interviews because he has dealt with the court system a lot. Yeah. Talking about how much the court system, especially the family courts in America, hate masculinity Mm -hmm. they hate it and all of the pressure that's on to just conform and not not act like so much of a masculine individual they're they're extremely biased against men being men um what did you take away from what she said there well yeah and and i think one of the things i'm going to do is also leave links for parents who don't know what she was talking about glisten and gsa clubs i'm going to leave links for you because these are all the gay clubs and i think just ask 
go to your administration and ask them what clubs are available Mm. right now to students. And you can look these clubs up for yourself because there are a lot of them. I mean, here, even here in Indiana, we've had Satanist clubs. I mean, which they're they're allowed to have. I mean, right. Mm. But, you know, you need and like she said, document what your child is and is not allowed to participate in. Yeah. And it's interesting. It's it's important, I think, to realize that. And I know that there's a, a lot of resistance to this, especially especially with private school parents, mm-hmm. uh, because you, th- you have this notion. You feel like of, you don't have to. I, I shouldn't have. To. This is the line that always will, will get you. If you catch yourself saying, I shouldn't have to. Okay, stop. You're right. You shouldn't have to. But the truth is. <laughs> but in today's society. You do need to. Yeah. You have to. Because these things, because and a lot of times you'll hear too, our teachers are really great. And I don't want to take this adversarial stance with the teachers. It's not about the teachers. Mm-mm. It may be the teachers that are that are the ones that are offending. But this goes beyond the teachers. This goes to school boards. This goes to policies. This goes to administrative bodies that don't care a rip about you. And you have got to protect because what we've seen over and over again in these interviews for dysphoria is that you have to start establishing this paper trail Mm -hmm. so that if it comes to this, you've got a paper trail that you can then take to court. Uh, yeah, because we we have there are so many instances of children being taken away from their families, kids who are being groomed and, and transitioned at school. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are school policies that are saying you cannot tell the parents. Yes. Uh, you know, if your kids now are identifying, it's it's horrifying. It really is. It's it's terrifying. Um, so, you know, just just. You have to you just have to be very, very um, conscious of these things and realize that, uh, you know, an attorney once told me a long time ago, speaking of legal documents, he said, listen, contracts don't make relationships work. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing that he said that I've never forgotten is. And he's a contract attorney. And he said, a contract is only as good as the people signing it. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like laws. Laws are only good for a moral society. Mm -hmm. We've seen this. We've got a a government that disregards the Constitution and and their own laws. Well, we're not going to follow that. And you see this lawlessness starting to pervade in a lot of the schools, too. So um, please. Uh, please start documenting these things uh, even in a private school. And it could be even things like, I do not want my kids participating in surveys. Absolutely. hundred percent. I know when we send our kids back, that's one of the first things on my list. They are not participating in any type of survey. Right. Right. And, you know, you can certainly cross check it with their student handbook or their, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, you know, the guidelines from the school, yeah, this is what's not, expected. These are not required. These are not required by the state. This is part of social emotional learning. <laughs> That's exactly right. And if you and if you don't know what we're talking about, if you haven't been made aware of that link, then please watch the Mind Polluters. Yeah, I'll leave links for you. And here's, uh, speaking of the Mind Polluters, here's uh, Jeff Younger, who's one of the cast members, like we said, of Dysphoria. But he was running for office in Texas and he screened the Mind Polluters right. and he had this to say about it. Watch the Mind Polluters. Because the mind polluters 
absolutely demonstrates that you cannot put onto your children the role to evangelize the schools, which is one of the dumbest ideas that Christians have ever come up with, right? Hey, uh, you know, we're being, uh, you know, we're, we're being forcefully converted by Muslims. Let's have our kids go witness to the Turks or whatever. I mean, this is a dumb idea, okay? It was dumb when the first time I ever heard it when I was a boy, and it's still dumb, right? And it's probably been responsible more than anything for the overthrow of the schools. We think our kids are doing the work we're supposed to be doing, right? We're supposed to be teaching them how to do this. They're supposed to be looking at us doing this. We're not supposed to put it on them. So it's one of the things I loved about the Mind Polluters film was it was just so explicit about saying that to Christians for a change. Oh, I cannot wait to share Jeff's story with all of you. It is heart-wrenching mm -hmm. and just to see that this is uh, the new trend happening yep. in America and it's 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 awful but you know take heart the Lord is in control mm -hmm. <laughs> so <clears throat> speaking of the mind polluters then so last week we shared with you of course the full-on assault that we've had from media outlets the Washington Post and these publications in Nebraska, mm -hmm. deplatformed by Vimeo. Of course, we were deplatformed by Amazon back in the fall. <clears throat> um, and we really debated between ourselves for for several days on whether or not to even give these people the time of day. Mm -hmm. You know, do you even do you even talk about it? Because here's here's the truth of the matter. If if you don't know by now. Our, our message is, and our goal is to reach the church. Mm -hmm. We know that until the church gets involved, nothing else will change. Right. So we understand that we don't even, we're not even talking to the same audience. Yeah. Like, you know, when, when we talk about, you know, the Washington Post or these people in Nebraska, listen, I don't really care to talk to you. Mm. We aren't talking to the same people. We don't have the same goals in mind. Yeah, and that's so. There's a couple things that I wanted to say about this because I've had people, you know, hitting me up. Well, you need to address this, and you know, can you please <clears throat> put out a statement to address these falsities in these articles and blah blah blah. Okay, so I had to really think this through. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> because my initial reaction was probably not Christ-like. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens to be sinner. It happens to all of us. Yes. <laughs> yes. So. Um, so number one, to echo what you just said, um, th there is an assumption by people in the media in general, and I'm not just talking about broadcast television and newspapers. I'm talking about people in social media. There is an assumption that you have a goal in mind to quote, become an influencer. Right. Well, you're only doing this so that you can become an influencer and you can get an audience and then you can, you know, start padding your wallet and uh, blah, blah, blah. And you certainly you see this with a lot of people mm -hmm. who start off really hardcore, right? Real, yeah. With a lot of street credibility. And then they seem once they start getting on a lot of shows, they seem to soften and start talking about things that don't matter anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly what happens to a lot of them. That is not Mark and Amber. I don't have time for that. I am really, <laughs> I, 
I am really, I mean, if you know our story at all, you know that, uh, you know, just for my part, I quit filmmaking before we came back in and started Fearless Features. Right. Because I was so fed up with that whole game. Mm -hmm. I wanted nothing to do with it. So, uh, you know, for, for the people that think that they've got people like Mark and Amber figured out, you know, well, you, what they're trying to do when they when they do this is they're trying to draw you out into their territory right so it's like you're safe and secure in your home and the there's some street punk out out in the middle of the street saying yeah why don't you come out here and show me you know yeah show me that you're not afraid i don't i don't need to even unlock the door right <laughs> I, I don't why would i do that don't even need to engage i don't even purpose. need to engage you so so publications like the Washington Post and these, listen, they are they are not speaking to our audience. Our audience is the church. So frankly, I don't care what the Washington Post thinks. I don't care what what newspapers in Nebraska or Texas that, that are not uh, speaking to the church. I don't care what they think. And uh, the other thing that we've gotten is, well, you need to address these you know, these falsities that are being said about you. The, the, the one that got me, this is the one that <laughs> okay. we actually we actually were more or less threatened by a reporter that we needed to talk to him because he's the only one who will give us a fair shake. Right. Yeah. And the, and and what he what he leveled at us was the reason we need to talk to him is because progressives are using the mind polluters to attack conservative candidates. Oh, and, and I read that about three <laughs> times and I went now explain this to me. Yeah. Because everything else that I'm seeing is that the loony liberal left wants nothing more than to suppress the mind polluters and shut it down everywhere. Uh huh. So, I have a hard time understanding the equation here that they're somehow promoting the film to debunk the film, to debunk I have no other candidate. This is this is dumb. I, I don't believe you. And and what we see on our end is everybody who's screening the film and running for positions, uh, they're winning their races. So I don't right. I don't really understand. I don't understand the logic. Again, right. I don't know if it's somebody who's just I, it, it, I don't it's, know. It's no, this is the street this is the street punk standing out there saying, Yeah, well, you know, he called your mom ugly, you know. It's, yeah. I mean, it's just dumb stuff. You're going, just shut up. But like I I, I don't have to I have I'm work not, to do. I have <laughs> work to do. <laughs> Moving on. Bzz, bzz, you know. And um and then the last the, the last thing is this notion of, you know, please address these falsities written about you in the film i went back and i i reread the articles that have been written and i and i watched the reports and we talked about it and i this is my conclusion frankly uh they haven't made their case well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't see anything it's like i've said over and over again i i no one has said anything has brought any evidence. All they say, they say oh, those, those mean Christians, they say things that are very surface and they don't have any substance to them. Yeah. So they'll say, they'll say the film claims this, but numerous experts say otherwise. And that's, and that's what I'm supposed to address. You haven't brought any proof. Yeah. 
I didn't. There were no links to cite, experts. Cite or your whatever. sources. Let me see quotes. Let me see your data. Well, the ones that they and the things that they do cite has nothing to do with our film. Right. Right. So the yeah, a, a lot of times it's you know because because a plus b equals c, therefore x plus y equals four. Yeah. I mean, it's that absurd. So I think to people that are looking and saying. Uh, you know, you need to address this. I my response is, if you're a candidate that's that's looking at these things and you're being attacked somehow because you're showing the film, and you if if you can't watch the film and see that that these things are self evident in the film, everything that the film claims is backed up in the film. Right. And and, the, and let's let's not forget that you have to do your own homework in your local community right. at the local school level and find out if these things are all happening. Right. I, I, I can't help you. In fact, if you if I'm just going to say because I can it, tell you, it, the parents, the moms are the ones who are getting things done. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just going to say it. Be mad at me if you want. If you're running for office or if you're supporting someone who's running for office, who is sitting there saying, well, you need to give me more information. Maybe you shouldn't be running for office, right? Someone, <laughs> right. Ha- listen, this film is pretty rock solid. Uh, no one has disproven anything because it's all in their own words. If you don't know how to do basic research for this, it take you, take you 30 seconds to research every one of these things because it's all there in the film. The bottom right corner cites where we've pulled all these video snippets from. So if you need us to give you more information, I I'm not in the business to give you talking points for your campaign. If you can't figure this out, maybe you should maybe you should run for some other office. Yeah, because it's not it's not rocket science. No. So that's I'm sorry that that's probably not the answer that people are looking for, but. Um, there just isn't anything to debunk because they haven't brought any actual evidence. Well, you, so. well, you can't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to waste my time anymore with this. We're working on our next film, which is Dysphoria. And by the way, we could surely use your help with that. Yes. And if you would like to help us carry on with our mission of reaching the church with the truth to help open the eyes of parents and pastors and just everyday citizens everywhere, visit fearlessfeatures.org. You can follow a link to the Give site. You can also visit the store and purchase The Mind Polluters or our first uh, movie, Inwood Drive, and the book. You can also support us by purchasing DVD copies. You can support us by renting the film online on our website. We also have the companion book, which is for sale. Um, But we are about 10% of our projected funding that we need yeah for dysphoria and, and sometimes we, it's like it's, it's like gideon's army right that's how i look at it I'm like right. yeah whatever we're gonna get done anyway right. so <laughs> so never fear those who have supported us already we've made a commitment we're gonna get this film done one way or the other and the lord always sends who we need and what we need just when we need it but we're letting you know we need your help so. yeah so join the journey. Here we go. Make an impact. Let your dollars make an impact across the nation and around the world. Thanks for tuning in today. That's all the time we have. We will talk to you again next Tuesday. And be sure to share this with your friends, family, and everyone you know. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Bye.